What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, the host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. And from Remax Results, Ms. Mimi Shoneman. How's it going over there? Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Also glad to see our good friend from Caliber Home Loans, Ms. Shelly Ferris. Good morning. Happy Red Hot Real Estate Show to both of you. So, mm-hmm. 100%. Yes, and so I, I was very excited because I've been doing some home improvement. Mm. And so I sent Mimi the video. I will show it to you, Shelly. Okay. So I got a mini chainsaw last year. And the reason why I had to send the video, I just messed with it. I bought it and then haven't done anything with it. And when I bought it, our good friend Mimi over here is like, you got to get chainsaw pants. And I'm like, why would I know? I don't even know. I didn't even know they had chainsaw pants. <laughs> so see, you know, I'm saving oh you from a visit to the emergency, the emergency room. room. Yes. So I went out and I got chainsaw pants. And so I made sure I sent her a video of me out with my little chainsaw. I thought you my were going to say shoes because nope. we're a shoe No, nope. you know, she is person. practical yes. as well. Okay. So she, like, we talk about shoes often, but she was like, she's very safe. And yeah, it well, just keeps me safe. Everybody knows to get the you know steel toe boots correct doing the thing and i had the gloves i bit i went and got the gloves but i was like chainsaw pants Pants? yeah yeah Yeah. so i was was she's she's lumberjacking exactly working on her back muscles (laughs) lumberjacking out in my backyard that's what i'm doing oh shelly let's get your nmls number out of the way okay mine is uh three six seven eight two six and caliber home loans one five six two two perfect perfect and so um we are not going to be specifically talking about lumberjacking or lumberjilling but we are going to be talking about some construction type things during the show but what's going on in the market before we get to that stuff maybe well thanks for asking Asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the week ending August 28th, our stats are new listings went down 10% to 1621. And our pending sales decreased again, almost 9% to okay. four, 1463. Ooh. And our overall inventory went down almost 18% to only 8,014 homes. And so for the whole month of July, our median sales price is still hovering right at 350000 Okay. And, you know, every time I say that number, it's like, that's the median? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing, really. It, Honestly. It puts us on par with some of the bigger cities in the country. Exactly right. Um, and so, yeah, it's just astounding, really. And this one will really blow your socks off. Days on market went down almost 54%. Wow. To only 19 days. Okay, so let's talk about that. 19 days, that's from the time that the house hits the market to the the buyer gets the keys. That is warp speed right yes. there. Oh my gosh, yes. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. It hardly gives you time to, to pack or no. blow your nose. No. <laughs> yes. Make sure you have all your things right. and, yes. and move your utilities. You don't have time to do anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is really, really wow. fast. And our month supply of inventory down 30% to only 1.4 months. So that doesn't make make a lot of sense, especially if you happen to be listening to the show for the very first time. Um, A normal market has between five and six months of inventory. And here in the Twin Cities Metro, we have 1.4. So that is why we are still very much in a seller's market. 
people are asking all the time, you know, what is it like now? What is it like now? And Miss Shelley had a great analogy about aging uh, before the show. And <laughs> life is like a roll of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Gets shorter as it gets towards the end. That's true. And that, is a, that is a quote yes. from Miss Shelley Ferris. Yes, here. actually, via um, my mother. Thank and you, now I have no idea why I threw that in there. <laughs> there was a reason. I'm just glad when we're talking about that inventory that we're to the point that we can do a show talking about new construction again. Because for a while, it seemed like because of what was going on in, in this, the economy, Economy, there was a, uh, a a slowdown in new construction as well. Isn't that correct? Well, mm-hmm. I tell you what. So there's just a whole lot of factors that are going on with new construction. And I think that a lot of times you don't think about it. You know, we hear about the basics. We hear about the lumber shortage. We hear about the chip shortage. Um, but there are more things that are going into new construction. I would say that regulations is right up there with what drives pricing and of regulations are involved in the final quote for a single family home. Okay. And 14.6% of the final house price. And that is due to an overall increase in building code regulations. Okay. So you have to factor in. So the city, the county, the state, the federal government, they make their rules on things that builders have to do to make sure that they're complying with code. And we don't think about that. I know I personally don't think about what is that going to do to the builder's bottom line and what have they, what kind of things have got, they got to implement into their process in order to make that happen. And that, of course, is going to drive prices up. Mm -hmm. And so regulations, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, who thought of that? Um, obviously we know that since the down market, we, there was uh, an abundance of skilled laborers, uh, craft laborers, we'll call them. People who had specific skill sets like plumbing, flooring, um, framing, you name it. Those people, because the building market took such a hit, those people had to leave and go get other types of employment. And perhaps some of them now, because it's been over 10 years, maybe they've retired out of the profession. So there's an enormous shortage of hourly craft workers. And I have read statistics of upwards of 250,000 people short across the country. Um, so that is obviously you've got to find people that can right. do the work. You've got to train them up to do the work. They've got to be mentored and how to be, uh, you know, an artisan in that right. particular field. And that takes time to follow all those new regulations that we just talked about and to keep themselves safe. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything going up, construction equipment, if you just think about one, you know, bulldozer, let's just say um, the prices of that equipment because of what it takes to build that equipment and where were they getting the parts to build that equipment. And that gets passed along to the builder who's buying the equipment and then on to the consumer who's having to pay for the use of that equipment. So right. true. And right. you don't think about you those just little things. Know. All that rolls up. Yeah. Yep. yep. And hourly rates of just, you know, employment because there's such an, an a shortage of workers right. overall, just finding bodies that breathe to do the work. <laughs> and right. you've got to pay them more. Yes. You do. And insurance costs. Oh, boy. Yeah. So all of that including the, you know, how scarce actual land is. 
if you think about, like, let's just take Woodbury, for instance. Does anybody know? Is there any le- any land left right. in that city? <laughs> Have they reserved any? I don't know. That's a pet peeve But of is mine. that part of it where we've heard about these late model homes where people, because land is such a premium, they're buying the property and immediately bulldozing and deconstructing whatever sweet little bungalow they had on it and doing new construction on that property absolutely okay you know um you're people are constantly looking for where they ultimately want to be Mm -hmm. um you know and they're not making any more lakes either right or at least i don't think they are no right no i don't think i I think some are drying up sadly so you know these are some of the reasons why you know people have are are maybe sticker shocked a little bit by new construction Um, So we're going to continue talking a little bit about what, from Shelly's perspective, what you need to be considering from the mortgage Mm -hmm. of new construction. And then there's lots of different types of new construction. Uh, There's, you know, your custom builder and then there's your big box builder. Right. That, you know, have lots of different units available. But then there's some some custom builders that. You, you know, if, if it's kind of like a hierarchy. Okay. Okay. So let's say, Miss Shannon, you and I are going and we're looking at homes. Yes. And you just, we've looked at, let's say we've looked at 30. Okay. And you just hate every one of them. Right. And you're, you can't figure out. I'm like, out, why do you keep bringing me You here? can't figure out why you're so unhappy with what, what I'm showing you. Right. And I say well, to you, well, Miss Shannon, you know, you and I have been friends for a while. And mm-hmm. what I've observed after following you through these showings is that, I think that the animal that you're looking for does not exist in this realm. Right. And maybe we should go look at new construction because mm-hmm. you have very specific design style and taste. And I have to create that because it's not here. And you are not happy with smudges on somebody's hallway wall. Mm-hmm. And you're not happy with used carpet. And you're very sensitive to smells. Okay. And so we go to new construction and you're like, gosh, I this is so much better. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> taking all new construction smell. It Got me. you. Mm-hmm. And and she says to me, "Can I lay down on this carpet? <laughs> is it hypoallergenic?" And I'm like, "You most certainly can. Yes. Let's do it." And this is what I needed this whole time. I needed you to take me to my little slice of heaven, yeah. which is a house built with no one else touching it yet. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can say, "I want the the outlet on this place." Right. And I want that. And then you say to me, you know, I like this new construction. Right. But I don't know. Um, it's still just not grabbing me. Right. So, you know, let's what other, let's what other options yeah. do we have? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I say, well, I think you might be a candidate for, you know, custom. Right. Building. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, That's how you get there. Me all that these elimination. Other elimination. Uh, you've been showing me all these other houses. Now, I, what I really need is for you to let me build a castle. And so, and that's just what we're going to have to do. Then what we do, Ms. Shannon, is we take you straight to a custom builder mm-hmm. and we get to talk with an architect. All right. Well, I'm excited about that. We're also going to talk more about working through that new construction pyramid with everyone. If you have any questions, you can also be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Another Lori and Julia moment. Can you give a big cheer for Kevin Costner? Did I hear there's sort of a Q&A session during the concert? Well, I, I think I've heard that, too. I'm kind of a passenger in my own life, but I think they wanted to have there be a Q&A. That's after the band plays for about 45 minutes, I guess. 
I'm kind of probably play a little bit of a home movie. So you just get a taste maybe of how my life works. We, we really want a taste of it. Um, <laughs> Kevin, just kidding. Kevin, that just, sounded so bad. I know. I didn't mean to make it sound so bad. Lori and Julia, listen live or podcast at any time at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. Ashley Homestores. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Also want to encourage you to go ahead. You can find this episode and previous episodes in our app as well. Go ahead and download that in the App Store. With us, Miss Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. And of course, Miss Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Groups and Remax Results. Okay. And so we left it off where we were now. You realize. Yes, that you, I need a custom builder. You have champagne taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do. And you're mm-hmm. very particular. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I want you to have everything you want. And that is what we're going to do. Right. And so then we make the appointment. We start looking at different custom builders and we start looking at price ranges, locations, where are we going to find your lot. Okay. And so then I say to you, Miss Shannon, well, we have got to call Shelly. Right. Because she is the money gal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Shelly shows up do? with a bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and so Miss Shelly with Caliber Home Loans, what, let's talk about your perspective of new construction. Okay. So um, seeing much more new construction purchase agreements coming in than okay. years prior, probably, I would, I would say that's accurate. Surprising to see like how far out they are. Those okay. are kind of some of the things that I'm noticing. Like I have purchase agreements now that are closing in June oh. of 2022 already. And my eyes are going, what the what? Wow. Because <laughs> yes. on average, had- how I, I thought you were going to say distance. Yes. It's like, but on average, when you're doing a custom build like that, how what's the time frame? Shelley? Yeah, I mean, depending, of course, on the size of the project, but they're usually a good six, seven months. OK, that's like a. That's a normal custom build, I think, is a six to seven month build. Well, okay. I think that even regular new construction right now is going six months plus. Okay. And where it used to maybe be four to five months. And now you're looking at people that are, are starting to inch that up mm-hmm. all the way up to almost maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Are they building in time for materials taking longer to arrive or to, or to you know, you have a, a smaller workforce that's doing the construction mm-hmm. at the time is that part of a reason we're extending these it's everything that we mentioned okay um it, and obviously a shortage of lumber which we're hearing is starting to get better okay but there's all all sorts of supplies that go into it you think just think about everything that's in a house and all of that material has to come from someplace mm-hmm. and with the demand that's going on in the Twin Cities that, you know, it's just common sense to know that no matter what type of new construction, it's just going to take longer than you ever thought. Okay. Um, so I bring Miss Shannon to you. I refer her to mm-hmm. you, Shelly. Mm-hmm. And so what is the process that somebody needs to know if they're thinking about doing this? So when I uh, take on a new construction prospect, uh, we talk about timing. We talk about credit because mm-hmm. that's going to change over that long of a period of time. Okay. We're going to have to repull credit within four months of you closing. Right. So we talk about what not to do, what to do, all of that. I talk about your job and where, where we're going to close depends on what documentation I'm going to need. Are you going to have filed your taxes yet? Do you get large commission checks? Are you, how is all of that going to come into play? Okay. 
Okay, so you mentioned something that's very important, and I think that we should break it down. Um, What not to do. And this is a very long period of time. It's not like, you know, you're going to buy existing, pre-existing home that typically takes between 30 and 60 days to close. Um, And so you have a very smaller window of time to make a mistake. Right. right? But if you've got a whole year, you can really mess things up. You can can just go crazy and mess it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And you wouldn't even know, Shelly, until four months before. And then there you go. You've put this enormous down payment with the builder that in the small print says that, you know, anything you do. To mess this up. Yeah, right. It's on you. It's on you and mm-hmm. you jeopardized your earnest money. Right. right. Exactly right. So so we watch credit really hard. So what do you see people doing that's mess that messes people up? Let's just talk about oh, the yeah. worst thing you've ever seen. Well, the worst thing I ever saw was a guy bought a stingray four days before closing. Oh, but that's, that's definitely an impulse, impulse a buy you did not need. A stingray. Wow. Right. Yeah. You not did not need payment. that. But you know what? That <laughs> garages are very enticing yes, exactly. for vehicle purchases. And I'm not kidding. It's the truth. And yes. you know, it's like, so well, they just see the garage and they just get very excited. And they, they go, visualize, right. Yeah. And you're like, this is not what you didn't need this today. You could have got that Tomorrow. a month from now. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay, don't go on market place no. on facebook do not do don't go drive and buy the the dealership on sundays when they're closed because you're just going to call them on monday yeah, exactly you know if you look in if you look in it's you're not looking. long before it's you buy truth. in yeah. that's the truth but there's some things that you you know even like you know i've heard you know okay well I'm going on parental leave. I'm doing this. I'm doing that there's lots of little things right that's or things that just seem normal in life that you can do that still mess you up, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So okay. in a year, you could get a divorce. You could get a divorce. And mm-hmm. you were going in as joint mm-hmm. with two incomes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so what does somebody do if that's happening? Get married to somebody else. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, wait, uh, but you rebound. do, I mean, you need to replace the income. I, I, yeah. I, I make light of it, but that's what you need to do. Because if you if you needed two incomes at that time to qualify for what you're looking to do, you you're need still to find another need, income. Yeah. And, you know, I'm telling you, I've heard this saying before, that if you ever really want to test your relationship, yeah. <laughs> build, build a house. A house. Yeah. Oh, you guys, you know, I can the, verify that. <laughs> the amount of decisions mm-hmm. that you have to make. Right. If you just think about it's it. It's hard to do a remodel with the spouse right. or a partner. It's oh like just go into Macy's and picking out an outfit for a wedding. Think of the choices. Right. You know, shoes, accessories, you know, dress, right. pants. What are you going to do? I mean, you think about every single room in that place. And that's why when the, you have the the consultation with the builder, with the designer, you know, it's it's a lot overwhelming. It truly is, right? Yeah. Because you have to have the vision to be able to see what these handle pulls on these cabinets are going to look like with these countertops with this flooring. I mean, I do not have that vision. That right. is not in my wheelhouse. You yeah. know, and so, Miss <laughs> Shannon, you are doing a, a project at your home. You've right. mentioned, and you're the choices that were probably made available to you just for that one project. Right. Think about the just the choices. Uh-huh. And I'm just doing things in the kitchen. Yes. And then, you know, and doing a privacy fence. And still I'm going, there was only four options. And I said like, oh, well, let me think on this. Right. Or where should I put that? And so building an entire house yes. and making those options, I mean, going through that selection for each and every room. There's some people, I'm sure that's their jam. Yeah. Like they love playing they love dress that. up. They right. love playing house dress up. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. I mean, really, outside of just being in, like, the textile section of a store, being in a design center is, like, amazing. Yeah, oh I gosh. can imagine. It's so good. I hate it. It's so good. <laughs> it looks <laughs> neat when I watch it on a television show. I'm all like, I would like to walk through and just pick a thing. But I can see where, you know, some people, that's their jam, and some people, it would just be very overwhelming. So having somebody that can... You just really need to full disclosure who you are as a human being yes. so that you can go, how am I going to work through this? Because right. it is a lot. Know of, yourself. I, yeah. And you might go, I don't want to make this many decisions. And that's where you're at exactly. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so in all seriousness, let's talk a little bit more, Shelly, about yes. some of the things that went things that, do, yeah. that go wrong on a, on a routine basis. Um, let's just say that they were planning on using stock. As mm. part of their uh, money payment, right? to, okay. to purchase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, as we all know, no control over the stock market. And so how do you handle a client that wants to use stock but wants to keep it in the market? As do you long recommend as they can. that they pull that out so that it's in a safe zone? Or how do you recommend? So, um, I make I make them pull it out um, a minimum of 30 days <clears throat> pardon me, prior to closing. That's a minimum. That's okay. And so hopefully the market hasn't hit it in that time or they're going to have to replace the money somewhere else with okay. a 401k or a gift or something and like that. What is the, I mean, that's the, the worst case scenario, 30 days. But what do you really, your heart of hearts as a, a counselor mm-hmm. of finance, what do you think they ought to do? Do it right then when they sign the purchase agreement and then put it into a secure place? Well, that's what's the most safe. There's okay. no doubt about it. That's what is absolutely the most safe. So it, what it won't, it, you have less likelihood of fluctuation. Exactly right. It probably isn't going to be the most if that, st- if that stock they went might have 10 times more. up. Right, yeah. But at least you know you have it. It's okay. there, yes. Mm-hmm. That is what I would, would recommend in counsel because how do you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing, too, with your 401k. So we'll continue talking about all of these scenarios with new construction when we come back. Also want to remind you, go to our website. It's mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword red hot. Get this episode and previous episodes. We'll be right back with our friend Shelly Ferris and our friend. Oh, we got another second. See, this is my fault. I told you we should stop talking when we shouldn't stop talking until we get to a certain point. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming on MyTalk1071.com and easily available in the My Talk app. I'm a Shannon here with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans and of course the lovely and talented Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Okay. Well, I think that this is a fascinating subject and um, Shelly, you... Uh, we're talking with us about one-time closes, mm-hmm. and you have a very strong opinion about that, and I'd like for you to share it with sure. everybody. Sure. So one-time close. A lot of builders okay. out there, you're hearing this from them. You're maybe even seeing it as you're walking through parade models, et cetera. One-time close. Sounds like a good idea, right? Why would I want two closes, Shelly? Doesn't that sound expensive? It sounds like a hassle. I got to appease you, and then I got to appease them. I just want one close. One-time close. It's so great. No, it's not. So why isn't it? So one-time close means this. Let's define it first. You're going to close on the financing for the builder to construct your home and you're closing on your end mortgage all at the same time. Okay. They share costs. That sounds great. That I'd only have to go through this process once. That sounds great. Lots of things sound great about it. However, you're, you lose control. 
when you do a one-time close because you're not at market interest rate. You hear about how great rates are now, like in the twos. I just locked one at 2.875 the other day. Um, this 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 past week, those are not the interest rates that you're going to get on a one-time close. You're going to be higher than that. And it's because they can't uh, anticipate what the market's going to be uh, at the time when the house is actually complete. So they, com- they close you at an anticipated rate. Mm-hmm. And that is not market rate. And everybody wants the cheapest rate, don't they? So this is to appease your builder because he's concerned about two closes. Uh, it's not necessarily... In your best interest. So ask the questions. Okay. So in practicality, Miss Shannon is buying this new construction home and she's been presented with the one-time close option. So I tell Miss Shannon, I think she should talk to Shelly. Shelly, what are you going to advise Miss Shannon? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is... I'm going to educate Miss Shannon as to what it means. And right. I'm going to show you an example of a one-time close and what your options are and an example of how a two-time close goes where because you close on the construction the loan title first. just makes it sound like, well, clearly you want to go with that for ease of use for all right. of these reasons right. because it's it sounds like the right option I should take. Right. Well, so I would imagine that you're from a practicality you're thinking of all the money you're going to save in closing costs and also in uh your origination fees and so how do you combat that uh and i say well you know two origination fees for a two-time close why is that better right why isn't that why is a one-time close not better than that what what is the reason so um the costs that you are quote unquote eliminating by doing a one time close versus a two time close. They don't, they're not doubled up on a two time close. So you're not paying two origination fees. You're not paying two appraisal fees and two title fees. Everything's shared anyway. And so the costs that you're paying for the second close are the costs for that you would pay in the one time close. Okay. So it just goes together and you get to have that market rate. Okay. You know what I mean? Why would you want to agree in August of this year at a 3.625 rate on a one-time close when you might be able to get two and a half next spring? Mm-hmm. You might not, but you might. Right. And you for sure won't if you locked and you su- and you settled at the three and a half. So are you saying um, from what you've seen and heard um, as a mortgage professional that sometimes that interest rate, the privilege of a one-time close is at least a half a point. Right. Or yes. more. Yes. Okay. It's, it's about a half a point. Yeah. And that's a lot of money over the course of 30 years. Yeah. And why does a builder want that? Well, guess what? If you've closed and now he can start building the house, you lose your job in two months. No skin off his mark. He mm-hmm. gets to still close on the house. So, of course, he wants one-time close. He doesn't want any of these things to happen like we talked about that could happen in the nine months period of time. So, gotcha. it keeps control. Okay. So when you're hearing that, that's what they're telling you. Definitely. When you're sitting down to talk finances for new construction and you're presented with this option, you want to have that laid out on paper where you can see at the end of the 30 years how much interest you have paid. Right. And why do you want to have to go and refinance that again? Right. Just to save on the rate. You don't. Um, So 
it's just beware. Mm-hmm. Um, make the, make an educated decision about it and, you know, and try and make the best decision for you. Mm-hmm. And of course, Shelly, you know, what's the best way for everybody to get a hold of you to have questions about new construction? The very best way is my cell phone, 612-839-6918. Okay. And so um, in the last little bit of this segment, let's talk about your ability to help folks buy first Mm -hmm. and sell second. We've really been successful with that this year. So uh, what I do is I qualify you with the debt of your existing house and the debt of the new house, whether it's new construction or new existing house. And you want to do that because then you don't have to buy contingent because that's not attractive, is it? Right. No. From a listing perspective. Never in this in this realm right now would you entertain contingent if you didn't have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you, you think to yourself, well, it's no big deal. I've got an asset. You know, it is a big deal when somebody can come in and get it done in 30 you know, 45 days, it makes them way more attractive. Right. And, and there's nothing that can dishevel them. Right. You know, if this other deal falls apart, the sale of your existing home, now what happens to you buying? Can you even qualify with both and all? And what happens is, is, is multiple closings that you have to monitor and be stressed out about. So if I'm making an offer on your house and right. I've got to wait till I get my buyer and that buyer closes. So you've got a chain and that's why contingencies are are not looked at all that favorably. Right. Exactly. Um, For a while, it didn't seem like it mattered. Like there was so much room in the market like 10 years ago that all of these things were all just commonplace it sounds like just everything changes Mm -hmm. just like the stock market it's up and down up and down different things different programs um but but you as far as like buying first selling second it's a simple process it is it will free you up to make a non-contingent offer on your purchase and then you have the luxury of getting your house ready in an organized and uh, and timely manner but you're not killing yourself to have your all of the things that go with showings and you know that brings up another point if if that is something that you've thought about that really stresses you out we want to talk with you about what selling a house actually could entail right you don't have to sell your house to i buyers just for this convenience it is just not that difficult with somebody who's helping you work your way through it um so you can reach out to us mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com anytime you can also uh keyword the show here red hot Mm -hmm. and we'd love to talk with you about your real estate needs and what's your text number again 651-578-2218 and we'll see you next time thanks for listening to the red hot real estate show on my talk 1071